Hello! Hello, everyone! Welcome to episode 99 of the Prestige Podcast, uh, podcast outlet, outlet, uh, product, I suppose, uh, corporation, Emojidrome. Uh, we are here, we are coming right up on triple digits, and, uh, Sylvia, this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be a fairly interesting episode, I think. You had some kind of story to tell before we started recording, but... Right, yeah, so you... I forgot that we had to do this, Yeah, is my honest-to-God answer. I forgot that we had to record today. I'm trying to move right now. It's frustrating... But it's fine. It's fine. So I forgot, and you messaged me, and I was in the middle of a very uh, intense scene in the film The Meg. I don't know if you've seen it. I have Um, not, no. So uh, Jason Statham was diving, and he was (coughs) trying to rescue some people. And then you messaged me and were like, uh, hey, Sylvie, we need to do the show. And I was like, oh, shit. So I came in, and then you were like, hey, I actually uh, need to wait for, like, 15 minutes. So I started listening to... Have you ever heard of The Millionaires? No. Oh, my God. I'm about to educate you on some scene history. Okay. Um, So I started listening to The Millionaires um, (laughs) while waiting for you. This thumbnail. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, it's me if I was split into three people. Um, I am just, this is the entire goal of my transition is just to look like one of these girls. I mean. That's not true, but that is how I'm starting to dress and it's worrying. God bless. This is like, I, I. Do you think I I don't really know what I expected from this? This is the, for the sake of our listeners, this is the music video for, uh, alcohol alcohol. by millionaires. I really have no idea what I was expecting from this, but <laughs> this is a lot to take in. It's this... like, it very much, and I don't know the timeline here, it very uh-huh. much felt like a like a constructed um, counterpart to 303. Uh, um, yeah. Like, what if 303 for girls, but also they're not like other girls because they like alcohol and they're not. It's the most, like... Oh eight shit like yeah this oh the- yeah we're you're there's like a lyric about being like like not blonde or tanned and I'm like oh yes uh, take me back to middle what school what a blessing what a blessing I um you know you you've really taken me back to the past with uh, with this music video I'll say I uh, I have also gone back to the past this last week. And I watched all three Austin Powers films as well. Oh, so as... we're just really bringing our peak energy here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, longtime fans of the program will know that you and I uh, did watch Austin Powers Goldmember in person together, and uh, I don't really think we ever intended it to go beyond that single bit, I would say. Yeah, we did it, like, I think I was high one night and I said to you, hey, let's do a podcast about uh, Austin, <laughs> Austin Powers, Powers Gold Member called Members Only. Yeah, Gold Members Only, I believe. Uh, or, or it, Well, in the movie, it's Gold Members Only, is what it says on the door. But um, anyway... Uh, we did watch it the one time. Whatever ideas we had for a further umbrella of content for that has has sh- surely been entirely jettisoned at this point. Yeah, I can't fucking do it, dude. <laughs> like, if well, they make a if they make a new one, we'll go see that, and we'll just be like, "Oh, this is the sequel to Goldmember," because yeah. we have that through line. Yeah, but I'm not watching any of the Goldmember prequels. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did I did watch the so-called Goldmember prequels for the first time. I had not seen uh, International Man of Mystery or Spy Who Shagged Me in their entirety before. I had definitely seen clips, I'd seen bits, I'd seen jokes, japes, and segments, but never the entire the entire uh, piece of cinema that Mike Myers has sort of presented here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I'm gonna be real on this podcast. First two Austin Powers movies, not that bad. Not not bad at all, I'll be completely frank. The the first one especially, like it got it got some genuine laughs out of me, I'll be real. Like I watched it and I was having a pretty good time. The second one also fairly good. Uh, I know some people think it's worse than the first one. Some people think it's better than the first one. 
I thought it was about the same, <laughs> to be honest. And um, part of that is that they reuse a lot of the same jokes, which I think is why... I'm gonna be real, Goldmember is definitely the worst one. <laughs> okay, now I'm glad to know that, and I'm glad that, like, if they do, like, sort of re resurrect this dead brand, that uh -huh. it will continue down this sort of quality slope. Yeah, like, um, I'll be honest, if someone came to me and said, hey, let's watch Austin Powers like the first one, I'd be like, fuck yeah, that movie's, I, it's legitimately funny. Uh, parts of it haven't aged well, but overall, I, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. I thought, it, I thought it was pretty all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go up to bat. I'll go up to bat. Is that the, the one with the fembots? Of course, that's the first question I ask. Is yeah, it? it is. It okay. is. It totally is. Um, it's also the one with the transmisogyny, correct? Uh, or is that the second one? I. Because I believe the first has the iconic line of that's a man, baby. Right, that is the first one. That is one of the bad parts of that So, film. you know, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, okay. I did I, I did forget. I will forgive Mike Myers if he pays for me to get uh, implants with turrets in them. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. I'll that's, be honest. I'll forgive him if he does that. You need to get one of those big blonde beehive hairdos. I think that would be a real look. Like, I just... can't. I, that, <laughs> I, that's too much to maintain. I can, like, I barely fucking can put effort in to, like, straightening my hair. Mm. Well, like, it'd be like a wig is the thing. Like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, like, your real hair unless you really wanted to, you know. I don't know. I may, might, I might want to be authentic with that lifestyle if okay. I really lean into it. Okay. But, like, yeah, I guess I could do the wig. Yeah, um, go around looking like the uh, female alien from Mars Attacks. Oh, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> That movie gave me so many nightmares. We've covered this. I, I don't know if we have. We may have talked about this off the air. I don't know how much we've talked about it on the air. Oh, but... I, like, saw Mars Attacks at, like, 3 a.m. one night when I was, uh -huh. like, like, 11, I would say. Um, just because, fucking, I don't know. I, I've never been able to sleep ever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it scared the shit out of me. And I um, have never watched it since. You know... <laughs> The longer this podcast goes, I think the more we find that the two of us have a lot of very uncanny similarities in our life, and that is okay. definitely another one of them. Because when I was a kid, I was at, I think, my great-grandparents' house when they were still alive, and Mars Attacks was on TV, like, just in the background or something, and I remember seeing bits of it, and I especially remember seeing the part at the very end where the uh, the human heads are grafted onto the dog's bodies and what it's the yeah there's like a there's like this really fucked up bit where they where it's like played for comedy but they um they they put the 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 human heads of these people onto like chihuahua bodies and it is like looking back as that an was adult a Tim Burton joint right yeah yeah that like, man has done so much harm to me <laughs> Just the exposure to Nightmare Before Christmas, mm -hmm. like, really has irrevocably changed the person that I am. I would say it's defined a generation, but, um... Yeah, no, for real. I remember uh, my MSN away messages being lyrics from uh, those songs because I was not because I was really into the movie, but because I was really into the cover album that a bunch of emo bands did. Hi everyone, welcome to Emoji Drome. I'm Ryan. I'm Sylvie. And that was a really good album, but welcome to Emoji Drome. You're listening to Emoji Drome, everyone. Uh, and this week, I believe, we are talking about the... Uh, Nightmare Revisited, the album where they cover uh, all the songs from Nightmare Before Christmas. Hell yeah. Sorry. Do you, no, do you just want to talk about Nightmare Revisited instead of doing this emoji? <laughs> We, what if we did that? What if, we, you... what if we did that? So, uh, according to Wikipedia, Nightmare Revisited is a cover album of songs and score from the 1993 Disney animated film The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was released on September 30th, 2008 by Walt Disney Record to commemorate the film's 15th anniversary of its theatrical release. In addition to the album's 18 covers are two re-recordings by original composer Danny Elfman of the opening and closing tracks. One song featured on the album, Marilyn Manson's This Is Halloween, oh. was previously released uh, nearly two years earlier on the 2006 reissue of Sorry. the film's original soundtrack. Uh-huh. 
is this on the album? Uh, it's not listed on Wikipedia. I'm listening. So, okay, sorry. Hmm. I'm listening to the Fallout Boy cover. I should mention. It was the 2006 reissue that I'm thinking of. That's oh, what I care about. Because yes. also they had Panic at the Disco do This is Halloween. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, I, I vividly I vividly remember that. So, yeah. There was. When Mary Visited had the Marilyn Manson one that was also on the 2006 disc mm-hmm. that I did not like. So, I definitely remember the 2006 uh, reissue edition because I'm definitely more familiar with um let me see here so it is on Spotify it doesn't have all of them yes this is the the 2006 version is the one I'm more familiar with I have yeah. heard Nightmare Revisited but have um, you heard the All-American Rejects version of Jack's Lament because I remember it being really shitty I I haven't you know I haven't um at least not that I remember but the five tracks on the Nightmare Before Christmas special edition that stand out to me are This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson, Sally's Song by Fiona Apple, uh, What's This by Fallout Boy, Kidnap the Sandy Claus by She Wants Revenge, and This is Halloween by Panic at the Disco. All five of those are definitely very clear in my mind. Uh, the track listing of Nightmare Revisited, though, I'm not sure I've actually heard a lot of this album, to be completely honest. Like... Corn is on this? Yeah, that one, like, that's when I was like, no, this is not the one I've heard. No. Because I would know if I've listened to Corn. <laughs> you have a you have a subconscious yeah, like, corn alarm in your brain. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so what do we do? God, they had the plain white tees on this. I do want to listen to Amy Lee singing Sally's song, actually. That might kill me. Okay. I don't who is who is Amy Lee? Amy Lee is the lead singer of Evanescence, Ryan. Oh my god. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, sort of music I listened to in 2006 now. I feel That's like what today's episode is. I feel like whenever this podcast goes off topic, like a fucking black hole. Our attention is kind of turned towards the collective experience of the Twilight Saga and sort of that yeah. whole cultural movement. So, I'm... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not saying it's I have bad. interests that I've never been able to talk about, so no. let me. No, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that le- much like the uh, trauma of Mars Attacks, you and I, you and I both had this kind of, like cultural wormhole in sort of i would say between the years of let's say mm, 2007 or maybe even earlier i would say 06 is probably where i started okay uh and with my like getting deep into this shit yeah i like listened to fallout boy in like 2005 no i wasn't in it that early for me i would say say, though when i was sorry really quick tangent i so i had to (laughs) my family had to my family had to go overseas uh for my my dad's job uh Uh for like one year when i was in grade six and i remember because they threw me in a way party a going away party and i brought a burn cd with songs that i liked and one of them was where is your boy tonight by fallout boy and i bragged about having that because it was from their album that wasn't the one that made them famous i was always like this i was always like this (laughs) i mean that was me with muse as soon as muse got popular with the twilight i got really into them and then i immediately went through their back catalog and i was like oh well all this early stuff is so is so cool and they're singing about like oh the uh, the apocalypse and like they're singing you know. about space nights <laughs> yeah it good fucking rules it's so good i mean uh, i i like i don't know if i would defend some of their music now but i've i think i've made my muse stance pretty clear on this podcast in the past like yeah there was a time in my life where if you played the first second of a Muse song, I would immediately know which one it was. Like, like that's how into Muse I was, I think. And um, so if we're if we're kind of looking at the timeline here, when did the New Moon movie come out? So 2009. So for me, it was a pretty brief period of like 2006 to 2010. But as we mentioned, the whole Tim Burton brand had a sort of irrevocable impact on my entire being. So, like... We were both... Like, I want to just make this... Sorry, we can get back to the Tim Burton brand thing, but we were both I, Kingdom Hearts kids, right? Yeah. And I imagine that affected this. I think... Let me just tunnel deep into the recesses of my mind here. Please. I do, I do think that the Nightmare Before Christmas level in Kingdom Hearts was sort of a big part of this, right? Like that... Absolutely. Like, oh my god. 
I already I, loved the movie, but that level, like, letting me play as a little twink with a fucking costume, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Fucking loved that. It was, honestly, and Donald being a mummy. It's so cool. It's so cool. And, like, that particular level has a completely different aesthetic than all the other ones. Like, the way they make the textures seem more gritty on, like, the uh, buildings and the costumes and such is so cool. And, like... I, I don't know. I, I, I've always been, you know, sort of a morbid kid. Like, I read a lot of Goosebumps and stuff like that. I can't yeah. I, I can't remember if I had actually seen Nightmare Before Christmas before playing that game or not. But regardless, it was always the one world I thought was coolest because you got to, like, go inside Oogie Boogie's mansion. And the fucking being on the roulette wheel and all that shit. Like, yeah, oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. They really done did it with that game. I'll be honest. It like really fucking chaps my ass how much love and care is in Kingdom Hearts 2 and how <laughs> much fucking nothing is in Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh boy. I like that game more than most people I think because uh -huh. I know that it get, it like at least among people I know it's rightly lambasted for its pretty shitty writing and pacing mm. but I really like the ending but also it is just like the most hollow corporate thing in the world. Yeah. I, I have this weird, like Kingdom Hearts always was, but it, it went from being like a weird thing that was about nostalgia and had a story that related to childhood and shit like that. Like the Disney stuff was like very like playing on people's nostalgia and also trying to get killed kids into that shit. Yeah. And also like, um, fuck. I, I lost my point, Ryan. <laughs> can we cut that? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Kingdom I think Hearts Whips. Kingdom Hearts Whips. I can. I, I still haven't played 3, you know, whatever. Um, I can definitely see why it would not be sort of as heartfelt, no, no pun intended, as the first two, because I, I just feel like once you sort of draw a project like that out long enough, and once it's been so protracted and so you know anticipated in that way where it's like when is this going to come out i feel like at a point you're just kind of like done with it right where you're just like just get this game out like just just put it out there and um yeah i just wish they remembered to give it a story until uh, before the ending you know <laughs> my i i have i have no like like just off the dome i have no conception of what kingdom hearts 3 could even possibly be about like i've played uh, well i haven't played i've watched uh, all of dream drop distance and i know it's something with like the the xehanort clones or like the true xehanort and like the so it's called the real or i believe i believe the true organization 13 or maybe <laughs> it's just called the organization 13 uh-huh or the real organization there's like a there's like a delineation um, somewhere, mm -hmm. I believe, uh, at least there was before this came out when there was, like, theory crafting and stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, no, they are called Real Organization 13. Uh, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, no, I, no, I appreciate that. Shout out to the real ones, I guess. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if you had to sit me down... Which is essentially what we're doing right now. If I have to, if I have to guess the plot of Kingdom Hearts three based on what oh, I fuck know. Yes. So, so my my guess. Let's write Kingdom Hearts three because they forgot to. <clears throat> okay, so in my mind, going not changing anything that's been in the lore prior, only going off of what I know from yeah. the previous games. And you haven't played any of the phone game, right? I haven't played any of the phone game. I've seen. You play part... the phone game. It's pretty good. <laughs> I've seen part of the recode. I've seen most of the recoded cutscenes. I've okay. seen part of like two point five eight fragmentary half chapter passage or whatever the fuck it's called. It's. I believe it's actually just fragmentary passage. You had it aside <laughs> from the half chapter. Um, I uh, would have been really impressed if you weren't bitchy about it. I'm bitchy about everything. <laughs> That's the whole point of this podcast. Anyway. Yeah, no, same. My, my, my fucking, my, I, my idea of Kingdom Hearts 3 is that, uh, Sora and Riku are fucking hanging out wherever it is they hang out. I don't know if they hang out in the dream world, in the real world, in the fucking chain of memories world. Like, it's all, it's all so messy. Uh, and then they, they get a call from King Mickey and he's like, I'm, I'm Mickey. Oh, oh, Xehanort's put me in a in a fucking box. 
sucks! I, I can't get out! Oh, Sora and Riku, you have to come find me! And then they uh, they go and they find Mickey, and Xehanort comes out and he's like, Oh, it's a trap. I'm Xehanort. Uh, there's 13 of me now. And also, all the other organization members are alive again for some reason, I think. Oh my god. Uh, which which kind of whips. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, like, no, like, I do. It, there is... There is... I love how dedicated Nomura is to having all of his anime OCs in the games. Like they need to, like those designs need to be in every game, mm -hmm. or he'll be upset. Well, like Marluxia especially, I, I thought he's he's a great fucking villain in Chain of Memories, and so uh, Chain of Memories is so underrated. Chain of the memories, GBA game Chain specifically. Of memories. Chain of Memories is one of the best Kingdom Hearts games. Chain of Memories is fucking incredible yeah and uh, th with the giant asterisk that this is um only for the gba version yeah the ps2 version uh oh my god <laughs> sucks the Wait, dick off a dog that is that is the uh, like biggest argument for never like remaking games ever mm -hmm. like I, I guess i guess ostensibly the story is still the same but it loses so much personality the gameplay isn't nearly as good in a 3D the space. The gameplay is ass. Yeah, the because, gameplay like, sucks. The 2D, the 2D made all the card stuff manageable. Yeah. And when you get rid of that, it, like, feels more familiar at first, but also you suck at it. Because <laughs> it's hard and it's shitty. Yeah, I think that was, like, that was the first instance in my life that I knew of a game being remade for something. Like, I, I don't think before Chain of Memories for PS2 came out that I had ever, like, seen any, like, game or any company just, like, take a game and remake it like that. Um, yeah. So that was a pretty big deal for me. I was like, oh, it's so cool. It's on PS2. Like, I still and then you played it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I still have my copy of it somewhere. I probably got about halfway through it, and I was like, I'm just not feeling this. So just, 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 um... Just legally, uh, legally acquire a, a GBA version of Chain of Memories and, and play that. Like, I think, yeah. uh, I think if we're making a, a Emoji Drome approved list of video games, Kingdom oh Hearts, Kingdom Hearts One, Chain of Memories, and Two are definitely, definitely on that list. Right? I would put Birth by Sleep and the yeah. cutscenes from Three Five Eight Over Two on there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just the cutscenes. Yeah, I thought um, I thought three five eight two was unplayable. To be completely honest, I a friend of mine likes that game, and I don't understand it. But yeah. it's fine. Like I, I like. I know. I feel like this is territory we've discussed on here before. But like, I like the conceit of it. Like, I always really love seeing just as like a like kind of a tropey or you know whatever you want to call it like storytelling device of seeing the inner workings of, like, the sort of bumbling but very endearing, like, villain organizations like that. And so, 358 Days was brilliant to release at the height of, I would say, fan rabidness over the Organization 13 members. Oh my god, the amount of fucking fanfiction I read <laughs> because of that <laughs> shit. Like... I, I, just to sort of lay it all bare, bare like, uh -huh. so people know my, like, sort of political affiliations and everything, I was a very deep, like, Axel Rocks shipper for most of my life. Okay, but then okay. This Sayix shit comes along and makes me start questioning that. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, it's all, f it's all good. Um, I just wanted to sort of bring that up as to s push towards the quality of, um, both uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days and the amount of uh, these guys are in a punk rock band together <laughs> and they are fucking fan fiction that I read. I, I would say almost certainly that like around like maybe post Kingdom Hearts 2 around 358 days and all that. That was definitely my big introduction to like fan culture and, and sort of like. I would say especially Organization 13 fan art was almost certainly the first time I discovered any gay shipping art of characters I was familiar with. So, like, that yeah. was a really big... I, my, it wasn't my first, but it was close. I, like, I just never had anything to, like, be a fan of before Kingdom Hearts, I guess. Like, and I think that's why it yeah. resonates so deeply with me. That's fair. Because that's what, actually now that I'm thinking about it. What was like what Sonic the fuck the was I gonna read? Like, Kingdom Hearts? Uh, not Kingdom Hearts, like... <laughs> 
sorry. That's how deep it's in there. Yeah, that's how deep it is. Like, no, what was I going to read? Like, fucking Harry Potter fan fiction? Like, God, no. I wasn't ever into that kind of shit with Harry Potter. I, I just, like... We can't talk about Harry Potter on this podcast, but... No. The Kingdom Hearts stuff was definitely my big exposure into that whole kind of, like, internet sphere, I would say. And I think that's kind of why I have such a soft spot for it. But I don't know... God, I probably didn't actually start shipping characters together until I read Homestuck, to be totally honest. Like... Wow. <laughs> Fuck, you are not on my level at all. No, no, that is definitely something that you are, you are leaps and bounds ahead of me in regards to. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I saw gay art of a ship was when I accidentally saw Goku and Vegeta kissing. <laughs> Um, because I liked Dragon Ball Z, and I searched for Goku, Vegeta, and mm -hmm. I think I just stumbled across that. Um, I don't know. I pro there's all sorts of ways. I, I just remember it. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, af like, after that, it was, like, Tales of Symphonia was the one that I got really into. I'm not, like my first not familiar with oh, Tales at all. I'm gonna send you just one scene from Tales of Symphonia. Okay. Um, I, you might have even seen it. It's the coffee scene. Mm -hmm. um, I have the not. The coffee scene's... Oh, okay. It's great. The coffee scene's fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna just send you that. You can watch that. Okay. Um, let's see here. And so, yeah, I got really deep into that game uh, when it came out when I was, like, 10. And, like, that's how... when I That is what started my posting career. I first started posting on a Tales of Symphonia fan forum. Really? Uh, yeah, and then I went from there to Guy Online, because when I found, I found Guy Online by Googling anime forum avatar for my mm -hmm. Tales of Symphonia fan forum, and the rest is history. The rest is history. I don't... I'm... I'm... Is... Is the voice acting like this in the game, or is yes, this like Yes, the voice acting is like that for the entire game. <laughs> um... This is I I can barely focus on what I'm saying while I'm trying to watch this. It's so it's so How? disorienting. Oh, Are you at the God. part where he's giving her the coffee at least? I think so. Yeah, he's walking up and what, what is, is it, it Lloyd? Lloyd? I thought it'd I be, thought nice, it'd be for nice for us to talk just mm -hmm. by ourselves. Sure. Here. It's hot coffee. Thanks. Hot, isn't it? Yeah, really hot. It's actually iced coffee. What? I had Genus make it cold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course it's cold. I lied. It's actually hot. You gotta have to edit this in. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Edit what? You might have to put this audio in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, now I know why it's so jarring. It's because it was playing in my Discord window and my YouTube window at the same time. Oh! Yeah, no, it doesn't echo. Yeah, it's just that's bad. why I was so confused. I was like, what is happening? No, yeah, I, I am just watching it normally in Discord now. Uh, this is this is goofy. This is cheesy. Yeah, but did you get to the part where he does the coffee trick? Uh, he's saying it's cold, and she's saying it's hot. I lied. It's actually hot. What? What is the... So, he says... Gosh, I'm sorry that I talked over this. He said he gives her the coffee and he says, "Be careful, it's hot." And she goes, "Ooh, wow, you're right." And then he goes, "I lied. It's actually cold." And she goes, "Ooh, brr." And then um and then he say, says, "Actually, I lied again. It really is hot." And then they talk about how she's losing the sensation, the, the her like sense of touch. Yeah, and then I it gets into like the story that I actually kind of like in that game. Yeah, he. This is this is bizarre. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna pause it. Maybe I'll go back and watch the rest later. But what what is this game about? Like, what's the what's the so plot that here? game. Oh, okay. So she is chosen for okay. your world, and uh, you're you're her, the main character Lloyd is her sort of like childhood friend. Uh -huh. You know the trope. Yes. Um, and so they the what the chosen's quest is is to go to like unlock these seals and eventually like sacrifice themselves to um, stop like a calamity. Okay. There's also like. A evil group of like 
elves from another world. I'm spoiling <laughs> shit now. I'm just spoiling I mean, shit now. Sorry, it's a fucking... So, tell me about these elves from another world. What part do they play in the narrative? Yeah, so they have... Sorry, they have concentration camps is what I was getting to. Okay! Um, that right. make ma- That make magic gems. Uh-huh. Um that go into people and like can turn them into monsters but also like you need like there's like angel there's angels that are the like the elves i think are the descendants of the angels uh-huh um and uh i'm starting to forget a lot now because there were two discs of this game and i'll be honest i only got to the end of the second one one time yeah uh there's Right, there's a second world. That's the whole twist, is that there's a second world that you go to, and it's, like, prospering while your world is, like, in ruins and being, like, fucking, like, your, like, people are being, like, subjugated and oppressed while this place is literally sapping the life of the other planet. It's, like, very clumsy, and, like, I don't think it lands with some of the stuff they're doing, but Uh also... It's a fun tales game, and I think that the character stuff landed a lot for me. Okay, I mean, I like what I've seen in this video. I mean, it's very, it's, it's very goofy, but it's very endearing. It's also like a real like early two thousands like JRPG ass world uh-huh. it, to me. Like it feel like it's very like I don't know. It just it, it it has a sense of like exploration that is very fun that I only like. That I don't really get with, like, open-world games anymore uh-huh. in the same way. Does that make sense? I, it kind of... It's like you're excited to go... Like, in Final Fantasy you know Seven or whatever, where you're excited to go to the next town. You know what? And, like, see what that's like. <laughs> it does. It does make sense. And I'm going to I'm going to go out of the limb here and say that is less to do with the game and more to do with the idealism of childhood, uh, because... I, I have been playing the SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated yeah. on my Nintendo Switch. Sorry, do what? I said hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, like, the thing about Battle for Bikini Bottom is I remember playing it as a kid and, you know, going through these levels, which are fairly linear but have some elements of, like, openness to them, right? And just, like, yeah. I, I think I, I always remember playing it and being like, wow, this game is so cool, like... It's such, like, a, they do such a good job of making Bikini Bottom into, like, this vivid, like, world, even though it's just, like, a platformer. And I think what appealed to me as a kid was that there was always a sense of mystery to it, since it was, like, a collectathon, where you could jump on all this stuff and go all these different places, and I'm like, ooh, like, what if there's something I haven't found yet, you know? What if there's something, like, more to this game? And I think that's always exciting, yeah. and then you play it as an adult, and you're like, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is pretty cool. Like, it's fine. Um, Did you win the battle for Bikini Bottom? Not yet. I mean, when I was... You a- ha- okay, so you, so SpongeBob is not the king of Bikini Bottom yet. I'm assuming this is sort of what's going on. Is yeah. Like, a hundred sea creatures get dropped into Bikini Bottom and have to kill each other to become the king. SpongeBob SquarePants is going to sit on the Iron Throne in 2021. You heard it here first. They're... Remember how people? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say they're bringing it back, but it's called a uh, it's called uh, Sponge of Thrones. Oh, I like that. Um, definitely a Photoshop you could find if you Google that. You will find an image of SpongeBob right. sitting on the Iron Throne right, or as Ned Stark. Um, what was I gonna say? Because I thought it was funny, uh, like most things that I say, but I forgot it. Um. um... Oh. oh, do you remember when Nickelodeon fucking just put, like, a rainbow filter over a picture of SpongeBob yes! SquarePants <laughs> yes! and said Happy Pride, and then everyone fucking flipped their shit because it was like, oh my god, SpongeBob's gay, or oh my god, SpongeBob's gay, and I'm like, this is nothing. It's, is it's, nothing. it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing, but I do think it's funny because the other two characters in that post, which I'm sure you've heard this, were actual, like, LGBT characters, so to, like, put... SpongeBob up there and turn off replies and just walk away from it is so goddamn funny. Like I'm not saying it. I'm I mean, not they saying knew. It, I'm not saying it amounts to anything. I'm just saying it's it's very funny that somebody did that. God. So um so what yeah. I I have searched Sponge of Thrones here. Um I have gotten no SpongeBob on the Iron Throne. Uh, really? I'm shy. Uh, I'm finding a lot of sponge cakes that are Game of Thrones themed. Um. There are two. There are two things here. 
there is what seems to be a short film called Sponge of Thrones, which is a Game of Thrones parody made with kitchen sponges. Then, oh, then... and there's one who I believe that this guy is uh, fucking Mr. Onion, and they've got uh, spray painted over it Sponge of Thrones. Yes. Sort of, <laughs> okay. The sort of uh, the Fresh Prince font. Is that okay? Who is that? Let me guess. Is that oh, Davos? Don't, is that... I don't fucking know, okay. dude. I have... Sorry. I have friends who are really into this, and they talk about it on their podcast, and they talk about it on their Discord, and I don't get it, because I yeah, blocked up. out everything about that show, because I watched, like, four seasons of it, and uh -huh. it was bad. Um, but I know that there's an Onion guy, and they fucking hate the Onion guy. Oh! And that's it. And that I think is the onion guy just from the pictures I've seen. So this is this is I'm watching this parody song. It is about a character named Ramsey Bolton. I don't know who that is. Um I have I, I have considered watching Game of Thrones at this point because I it like I feel I feel like watching it when it was coming out, right? Like when it was coming out, I was like, no, I'm not gonna watch this shit because I'm cool and I don't watch mainstream, you know, TV shows or whatever. But now that the dust has settled and I know that the show just, like, unequivocally sucks ass for, like, half of its runtime, I really, I, I really do have a curiosity to seeing, <laughs> to seeing what it is. Like, I've been seeing all the images of Daenerys and her fucking blue jeans, like, in the show. It, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's bad. I just wouldn't watch it. Mm -hmm. I've heard, like, from... Like, everybody I know who is either, like, in, my brother who is, like, invested in that show positively and uh -huh. my friends who are invested in that show negatively have all come away being like, that was an empty experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh -huh. the last, like, season of that show, to my understanding, nuked that series so badly that it went from being the number one, like, most talked about like thing on the internet to a non-factor yeah i see more people talk about the nba game of thrones parody <laughs> yeah i think i think it's like it's not just that it was bad i think it was that it was so bad it sort of universally alienated almost everyone who watched it for better or worse because even my family, who was really into it when it was coming out, they watched like all seven, like all eight seasons from the very beginning. After season eight was over, they were like, "Yeah, that sucked." <laughs> so like, I really want to know. Like, maybe I'll it's just like... maybe I'll just watch the last season, knowing nothing about the show, and see. What Don't I think ever about fucking it. talk to me about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking exhausted. You're done with Game of Thrones. I did. I'm a, done. <laughs> I did find one. I found a single image of SpongeBob on the Iron Throne. From, oh, thank God. Yeah, from someone on Drawception, so it's kind of got like that MS Paint vibe to it. That's fine. The, Fucking as long as I was right, that's all that matters. Yeah, I did have to just search SpongeBob Iron Throne though. Not Fucking Spongebob I don't care. Thrones. It counts. Yeah. It counts. It counts. <laughs> A lot of memes with like characters as uh things from SpongeBob. Here's one uh that says Jon Snow and it's just SpongeBob with his ass out, so I guess someone will be able to tell me what that means. <laughs> Uh, from okay, I do know about Jon Snow. Uh -huh. Um, I'd like to shout out my friends over at Post Game of Thrones uh, and the fellows at You Love to Hear It. Hell yeah, uh, at You Love to Hear It on Twitter.com for educating me on Jon Snow. Here are the things that I know about Jon Snow. Canonically, in universe, in the world of Game of Thrones, has invented cunnilingus. Yes. Um, number two, practiced that art on his aunt. Yes. That's the list. Okay. That's kind of everything I know about him. Okay. So, like, I'm sure it's got to do with fucking. <laughs> I'm not going to Google search Jon Snow ass on this uh, on this computer because I... You know what? He's pr it's HBO, so they probably have a bunch of ass shots, but not a fucking, not a fucking frame of hog. Let me not see. The cow... Jon Snow Okay, sorry. Ass. I'm bringing this back to the meat episode really quick. Oh, yeah. Those okay, cowards. So, so here it is. Here HBO. It is. So, so, so... Hold on. <laughs> I'm giving a screed. HBO, show more cocks. Yeah, show more cocks. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I... It doesn't need to be hard. That would be fun. Maybe for some scenes. God, I hope my neighbors don't hear me. HBO, show more cocks. 
Show more cocks. Uh, that's that's our um, that's our hashtag meet chat. That's our stance on this uh, on this emoji drone is that we need to see more cocks. Um, so here's Honestly, hold on, hold just on. like on most okay, TV shows. Okay, I wanna I wanna we gotta we gotta pump. The okay, brakes. you had something you wanna say. Sorry, I I'll stop talking I about dips for so five minutes. Badly, so badly. Um, <laughs> I I did Google Jon Snow ass. Apparently, there is a shot from a season seven episode where you do just get his butt like all the way out there. It is very well defined. I will say thank you, Kit Harrington, for having this ass. I do appreciate this. Um, but the problem here is that this ass is in the aforementioned uh, tongue-punching scene with his aunt. <laughs> uh, where we're to, bar- to borrow a phrase <laughs> from the post-Game of Thrones community, where he is uh, he is robbing the ham wallet, I suppose. Yeah, God, okay, fucking, we gotta send Brooks like ten bucks now, yeah. at least. I'll, vi- um, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo. I'll up my pledge on the Patreon. Um, follow Brooks out on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> we have to give him. We've used enough of his work that we have to cite him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll put in a Brooks citation in the notes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, oh my god! So this this is a great article from Glamour that um, says was Jon Snow's bum the most epic moment of the Game of Thrones finale? And I do like. I do appreciate the ass here, but I I don't think people are really contending with the fact that <laughs> that this is like I don't know. I'm sure the Game of Thrones fandom has gone through this, uh, and by fandom I mean the people I know who who are familiar with it. But like, how are you gonna write about this and not just be like, hey, did anyone else uh, think it was kind of weird that that whole thing happened? And now I'm uh, this is a this is a fucking nightmare. I. I think instead of instead of watching Game of Thrones, I'll just watch all three seasons of Hannibal and just talk about that. Oh instead. my god! I didn't realize that it was on Netflix. I didn't realize that's why everyone was talking about Hannibal recently. I just assumed that it was having a moment, but the the resurgence of like Hannibal content and Hannibal memes has been very very good in my opinion. I'm a big fan of that. You know, Will, they're called podcasts because they broadcast to your iPod. <laughs> do you feel like, tell me, Will, do you feel like an obsolete piece of technology being broadcasted to? <laughs> Not my best work, but I try. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You got, the, you got the tell me, Will, in there, which I think is kind of the... Um, I almost missed it. You almost missed it. I, I did notice that. I feel like... um. How do you do like a Mads Mikkelsen impression? Like you have to, you have to. He he. Every I every can't. word that comes out of his mouth sounds like sounds like an envelope being pushed through a mail slot. So like I just like very net- wispy and papery in this weird have, way. Okay, I need to shout out a garbage movie really quick because Mads Mikkelsen, um, I basically does kind of like a the you know the drive angry sex scene gunfight yes yes i'm familiar so it's like kind of that except it's like after fucking um, is it, but he is nude for is it, it that anyway, is it the, not a good movie is it the snow movie the the, the it's one? called polar a friend of mine was in it that's how i found out he about has it. A, he has an eye patch um, in that right he has an eye patch in it. Oh. He's very like old snake style. Oh. This is why I'm telling you about it, Ryan. This is why I'm telling you. It seemed like something you'd be interested it in. It is. Um, there is a character in it who is um, just like a complete like caricature of like the fucking like fucking like I don't even know what to say. Like femme fatale fucks people before killing them. Shit. Uh-huh. And. Um, she gives Johnny Knoxville uh, a blowjob okay, so whoa, someone whoa, else whoa, can whoa. shoot him in the head. <laughs> so someone else can shoot him in the head while it happens. And you see him dying and he's got a boner while he's dead. It's that type of movie. This... It's the most edgy dork oh, shit God. ever. The villain is clearly just a fake Boris Johnson. Um, it's nonsense. I cannot, in good conscience, recommend it. But Ryan, you should watch. No, it. I, I'm gonna watch it. If I wasn't going to work on something after we finish recording, I would probably watch it tonight. But I will, I will watch Polar before before episode 100, and I will come back and I will let everyone know my thoughts on the Mads Mikkelsen film Polar. When you were describing that, though, it did remind me of. Um, have you seen Have you seen Doctor Strange? Marvel's Doctor Strange. I have not seen Marvel's Doctor Strange. Uh, 
because I love myself. It's it's Tell me about I it. I would say it's one of the more okay it's one of the more okay Marvel movies, but um Mads- I can't watch fucking anything with Benny in it. I can't watch anything with that man in it. I watched Sherlock. I did I've done my time. I think I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've definitely talked about it on Twitter. Mads Mickelson is the villain of Doctor Strange. He's barely in it. Like oh, okay. he doesn't get any like he doesn't right. get any like character defining moments or like anything that's memorable except Except for the scene where Doctor Strange uses a magic metal bondage device to capture Mads Mikkelsen, who is then held arms behind him in a literal spreader bar, like a, a, a fucking posture collar, like black <laughs> eyeliner running down his face, head tilted up as he's in this interrogation scene. It is the horniest thing and I have that's ever That's when he got seen. casted in Death Stranding. It is, it is a fucking unreal. I'm going gonna, I, I, I'm gonna to see if I can find an image of this. I know I used to have one. You've definitely sent it to me, and I was like, oh, wow, what movie is that from? And you told me Doctor Strange, Strange, and I was like, oh, never mind. Let me um, see. That's like a, that's, that's one of those movies um, where that particular scene probably has a lot of uh, lookups on YouTube at this point for various reasons. Yeah, um, like, I don't, I'm not even, like, attracted to him, I but I, like, understand why people are. I think he's alright. He's, like, he's alright. Uh-huh. Here's he's a, like here's, he's like a he's like a finely aged Swedish model. Yeah, yeah. I would um, I don't know. You know, sure. Mads Mikkelsen. That is so horny. It's so horny. <laughs> that's not the thing I was thinking of, but that is so horny. Wow. Yeah, that's not the image I had. The image I had was actually from the film, but this is like a production photo. the the move The one from the film is almost arguably hornier. Because um, he's like facing at the camera, like looking up at it, and it's it's really there's a really strong vibe to it. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, Matt Mickelson, fine. Like if we're doing a two thumbs up, if we're doing a two thumbs up rating on like celebrities and all that, I would give him like a single thumb up. You know, like not the full, like not the full kind of thing, or like not a disapproval either. But. Looking at those pictures of Polar, I'm like, that Mads Mikkelsen gets a thumbs up. This one You're giving not. Mads Mikkelsen a soft, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, you know what? Kind of the same. Yeah. You know, like, him um, him and Doctor Strange, probably not. Him and Hannibal, probably not. Him and Polar, the eye patch, now, now we're talking. Think, mm, I think there's some scenes in Hannibal you could get behind. Probably. I, I, I'm just going to go fucking watch Hannibal this week. I'm just going to go... And, like, try to get through it. I'll probably only be able to watch a couple episodes a day, but I do really want to finish it sometime soon. So yeah. I will I will watch Hannibal, and then you and I can have more uh, Mads Mikkelsen chat. Yeah. So uh, this is the part of the show where we take questions from the audience. <laughs> As always, if you'd like, you can send a question to at Emojidrome on Twitter or our email, which is Emojidrome at gmail.com. As always, we've got quite a few questions in about the uh, cut of meat emoji this week. So why don't we go ahead and get started on that. Our first one comes in from at Nora Reed on Twitter, who asks, Which of these, if thrown to a dog in a video game, would net the maximum number of affection points? Uh, fuck it. Microsoft, why not? It looks like a video game stake, I guess. <laughs> who gives a shit? I didn't even look at these, and I'm not even going to look at them now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm putting out a questions post for things that we actually talk okay, about. Okay, okay, so you've got, um, you've got a questions post... Um, did you put out a questions post about, like, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, I, I'm writing, hey, really quick for Emoji Drone, please send any questions about emo bands, The Nightmare Before Christmas, or Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, okay. Is there anything that I'm missing there? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, maybe Tales of Symphonia, but I'm not going to be able to answer that one. Uh, so we can just kind of cool on our heels for a second until we get some more, uh, more questions. And, um, I mean, I guess we can always take another Yaoi quiz if that's what you're feeling up to. Uh, I mean, uh, like, maybe? Okay. Actually? Okay. That was a good bit last it time, right? pretty alright bit. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, Yaoi quizzes from Quotev. Let me see what we've got. Uh, we, we already took the, the Uke or Sime, right? Um, he, yeah, for sure. Also, you typing that almost made me put one of those words in my follow-up tweet. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of ship it or rip it. Um... 
What Boku no Hero Academia gay ship are you the child of? Okay. Uh, okay, that's not do we, my era. How, how, do we want to take who's your unique anime boyfriend? I, don't, I probably won't know any of these guys, but we could we could try. Uh, sure. Let's. Can you send it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. And so I can like you're gonna read you're gonna read me so through this it, is... but like we can we can like fill it out at the same time and have like our own results. Okay. Uh. So so I'll walk us through this. This is who's your unique anime boyfriend by D from uh, 2018, I believe. Uh, first question: What is your outlook on life? Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna say it honestly depends on the situation, but I usually have a bright outlook. Oh wow! Uh, what qualities would you like your future boyfriend to have? Select I, three. Yeah. I so also for the first one, I picked pessimistic because I have depression. Just so everyone <laughs> knows. Um, I don't bring it up that often. I don't know if you've heard. So, so yeah. Do you do you want me to go through these traits? Uh, yeah, you can. I'm gonna go ahead and for, pick my pick my three. You I pick think. your three. So the traits are mysterious, shy, charming, caring, playful, mm -hmm. outgoing, positive, protective easygoing and reserved okay okay i'm gonna go with easygoing i picked easygoing playful and caring for my three charming and mysterious oh what do you like to do in your spare time let's see here uh nothing in particular i love to cook it makes me happy to make delicious food for everyone to enjoy I enjoy reading. I find it really relaxed. Uh, drawing, hanging out with my friends, going shopping. Uh, sometimes I spend too much on cute things. Oops. And anything outside, I prefer the outdoors and indoors. Uh, I'm going to say drawing on that one because I've been getting pretty into art recently. Uh, you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm going to say introvert on that one. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm getting behind. I'm responding to some things really quick. Okay, what do I like to do in my spare time? Um, nothing in particular. I'm, let don't not worry about it. Um, are, are you on beverage or did I go too fast? No, I'm on beverage. Do you want to read the uh, beverages? Yeah. So which beverage sounds best? Which bevy is best? Mm. Um, coffee, preferably black. Chamomile tea, please. Really, any soda? Maybe orange soda, though. Or lemonade sounds good, which is the one I'm picking. I'm picking uh, the tea, because I do like a good tea. Holy, oh my holy God. shit. Pick an ideal hair color and ideal eye color for your future boyfriend. If you can't decide, you can pick more than one of each, but please don't pick more any more than four Ooh. options, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my Do you wanna go through the options? Because I can tell you what I've picked <laughs> and it should not surprise anyone. I bet I bet you and I are gonna have the same thing. Uh so <laughs> So for eyes we have blue eyes, grey eyes, red eyes, and brown eyes, and then we have blonde hair, black hair, brown hair, and white hair. Alright. What did you pick? <laughs> I picked <laughs> I picked red eyes and white God hair. God bless! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You're damn right you did. I'm so trying to get a vampire. Cool. Let's not fucking fool around here. Yeah, yeah. This is once emoji drone hits triple digits, we're we're shedding any sort of inhibitions we have about this podcast. Oh yeah. I'm all all of us? All like like all uh, wait, what am I saying? Hello. I have already done that. The, you can catch up. I, but the pretense has been gone. Listen, for... I think I've talked about it furries enough on this podcast that I feel like it's pretty out there. Uh what how yeah. many friends would you say you have? One to two close friends, but I don't need a ton of friends to be happy. I don't have very many friends. I have a lot of friends, but nobody I really connect with. I have a close circle of four to six, but I have plenty of other friends too. I'm going to pick That's... one and move on. <laughs> That's the, the I am picking the bottom one. Mm -hmm. I am bragging about having friends. Okay. Um so I which time of day do you prefer? What? The icon the icon for this one is emoji. It's all pink emoji for some reason. I don't really understand this. Um I'm going to say I find the nighttime very relaxing. Oh, pick an element you're drawn to. <laughs> okay, I, are these well, do these four alpacas yeah, represent the, the elements? Four elements? I'm this. I'm gonna so, this is so fucking good. Oh my god. You have to keep the quiz title name in your yeah, screen yeah, yeah, cap, yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole package. By the way, it's Earth, Air, Fire, and Water, if you weren't uh, aware. I'm picking fire. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, okay, before you say anything, 
Do you know who the character you got is? Well, no, I think these are OCs, and also <laughs> I'm gonna have to say no because this boy is 16. Oh um, my god, okay. Uh, oh yeah, it says in the description, none of these guys are for actual anime, I just gave personality. Okay, alright. Okay, Let me, uh... so like, let's talk about these OCs that we got through this quiz. Uh, okay, I got, um, hmm... I got result three. Uh, name Naoyuki T- Tadaka. Age 15. Mm. Birthday January 25th. Blood type O. Uh, Naoyuki, Yuki for short, is the most talkative and friendly guy you will ever meet. The whole room seems to brighten as soon as he walks in. His positive attitude is sure to put a smile on anyone's face and he's a very kind person. He always knows how to cheer you up. And then he likes coffee, video games, and flowers. And his ideal date is shopping or watching movies together. I'm sure if I was 15 or 14 years old, I would think this was... N- no, no. By the time I was 15 or 16, I was definitely kind of over the, the whole anime boy yeah. thing. Yeah. If I was, like, 14 and I did this, I'd lose my shit because this guy has got a sword. Oh, hell yeah. You got, um, got the cool one. <laughs> but also, if I was 14, I wouldn't do this because I would be afraid of my dad finding me on my computer looking at mm-hmm. it. Anyway... Um, so let's talk about some of these questions that I got. Okay. Because I did put out a questions post and I did get some replies. You certainly did. Let's um, hear them. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Let me, let me get this pulled up. Uh, so the first one I have here, uh, was actually messaged to me from it underscore seeds. Uh, and the question is, uh, why do people sleep on Jimmy world? Uh, Ryan, I don't know how much you, you'll have to say about this. So if you want me to take it, that's fine. I, I don't um, think I know a I single think people sleep Jimmy, on Jimmy world, world because you know what? 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 I said, I don't think I know a single Jimmy Eat World song. You know the middle. Okay, yes. I, yeah, I do, I do know the middle. Take some time. It'll be alright. Yeah. I think, so I think that song being, like, kind of poppy is, like, kind of separated them. Like... For, like it just like it like killed their cred. I don't know. Really? Okay. Maybe maybe I'm maybe this is just like what I experienced, but it always felt like they were just like shoved into like oh yeah they're like poppy. Mm. I don't know. I, I either that or people just didn't really get into their shit after the middle, which isn't fair because they have some good songs that I can't think of off the top of my head, which isn't helping. I got I got no clue. <laughs> no worries. Um, do you want a question for both of us? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so this is from my friend, uh, M, M underscore being from the, uh, from normal mapping. You should listen to it. And they sent me a question. Uh, if light went up against Hannibal, who would win? Ooh. What about Will or Jack? I, so I don't, I don't know if you can answer the, the, I don't know if you know enough. Of, well, how much do you, you've seen enough of the show to answer this, right? Okay. You, you cut out there, um, I, I I was just asking if you've seen enough of the show to feel like you can answer this for all three of them. I mean, Hannibal, I feel like Hannibal and Light are so similar in terms of, like, style. I, Hannibal is definitely more refined and more in control of his situations. And, like, I I think I think Hannibal would beat Light. I'll be honest right now. I, I think Hannibal would be able to beat Light. Will Graham... I don't really know enough about because I haven't seen enough of his character arc in the show. Um, now, Jack, Jack is the is Jack the FBI director in that show? Yeah, Jack Crawford. Jack Crawford. Uh, He's played. Is he played yeah. by uh, Lawrence Fishburne? By Lawrence Fishburne. In the TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's fucking. Great He's cool. In that no, show. I I love Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I don't remember the guy who played Will Graham's name, but they have really good. It's chemistry. like Tom something, right? Some fucking. He's like British. I don't know. I think his performance is good. I just names. don't know enough um, about about his his character to be able to confidently answer this. I don't think he would be able to catch light. Okay. I just from the way that Hannibal handles uh, Will Graham, I do not think. I don't know because I think here's the thing about light is that light is you. This is like putting um, one of the Looney Tunes into like fucking what's like a heavy animated thing. <laughs> I can't think of it one like right Fritz now. Like Fritz the Cat? But the fuck is that? You don't... Okay, you're, are you not familiar with the works of Robert Crumb? <laughs> uh, 
Fritz Fritz the cat is like a. I'm thinking of the Ralph Bakshi movie specifically. It's like a, oh, or like 60, 70, like counterculture alt comics, like furry. Yes, sure. That sound. This also looks pretty good. This I should watch this. Um, Fritz the cat. Yeah, this looks pretty fun. It's so. It's okay. Yeah, it, it looks. It, it has not. It has not aged. Super I don't well, but didn't it's expect fine. it to. I just like old animation. Um, yeah, it's very it's very punk in a in a fun way. But um, yeah, uh, that was just kind of the first serious animated thing I thought of. I don't know why, but you're right. Like 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 the Hannibal the Hannibal canon is so, you know. Like, like I would tight, not call it I grounded. It is just darker. Like it is darker in a different way than I think of uh-huh. Death Note. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it is like comparing so- a space opera to just like a generic sci-fi thing. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. It's like no, no. Death Note is like Star Wars versus Alien. Yes. There you go. That I think works. Anyway, I think Light would. Um, team up with Hannibal. I think the better question actually is L versus Hannibal and I think L would catch that motherfucker no problem. I think I think uh, L would definitely catch Hannibal. I yeah. think if L existed or was still uh with us in the Hannibal universe, um then like no fucking question. Who the fuck is Will Graham? We got this uh, fucking <laughs> kid what sits funny to solve everything. No problem. Hannibal, Hannibal would try to do his mind games on L, and L would just be like, mm, and take a bite of cake and be like, you know, you know, Mr. Hannibal. Uh, I, I don't know how L would, like, he has that very curt way of talking, and I can't think of good fake L dialogue for this Hannibal crossover. He would be, he would do like a Sherlock Holmes thing where he's like, oh, you have a you have a fucking stain on your on your sock or something like that. Oh, I'm, um, I'm going to eat wait, this cake. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm, uh-huh. I'm 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 entering my mind palace to think. You're formulating. You're in the mind palace. <laughs> you're in the mind palace. Okay. 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 Mm. Uh. You know, uh, in many countries, it isn't seen as a uh, as a problem to not wear shoes. So tell me, Al, why is it here that you choose to bury your souls? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that about does it for I this episode know. of the Mookie Drone. I'm trying. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fucking good. You said, good. like, um, something about his socks, and I was like, oh, like, his socks are dirty. There's a dark spot on his soul. That's... But then Al doesn't wear socks. He goes barefoot that... all the fucking time. You're... Listen, you're justifying the joke. I think that was perfect. I this think is that's what maybe... I do. I have anxiety. That's... That's maybe the best joke we've ever told on this podcast. So anyway, (laughs) I don't know. Thank you as always uh, for listening to Emoji Jerome. Um, If you'd like to send in questions, you can find us on Twitter at Emoji Jerome or on Gmail uh, on on the World Wide Web. (laughs) Emoji Jerome at Gmail, Google, uh, www.billgatesmicrosoftgoogle.com. Can I just see if we had any stuff about like more stuff about emo bands? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Or, like, I don't know. I feel like we didn't really do a ton of questions. Um, okay, we can do more. Listen, we're already in our No, like, you can, like you can keep wrapping up. I'll just find one to, like... Oh, okay, here's a good one that we can think uh-huh. about is... Who do you want Maz Mickelson to... Sorry, this is from Night of Lime. I don't usually read the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, Sylvie and Ryan, who would you want Mads Mickelson to play in a Nightmare Before Christmas remake? A character new to the remake is allowed. And my answer is I would like him Ooh. to play Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> um, and I would like him to be friends with, uh, with Jack, the Pumpkin King, because there's nothing scarier than a cannibal. I assume but also as, as soon- then then he'll sort of like he'll try and he'll try and sort of help with the Christmas plan, but it'll go awry when children start finding um, livers with bites taken out of them in their uh, stocking. As soon as you read the part about it being a character new to the franchise, I immediately thought the same thing. Like he just has to be Hannibal in the Nightmare Before Christmas universe. Yeah, like it- no shit. That's obvious. Yeah. If he wasn't Hannibal, I would want him to play the dog Zero. Okay, uh, I would say if he wasn't Hannibal, I'd want him to play one of the uh, vampires that show up and have, like, three lines. Because I think he'd be very good at that. Just coming and doing his Hannibal voice and being like, Ah, I'm, I, uh, Christmas is ruined. You know, that kind of thing. Do we have... I love that neither of us have even tried to do an impression. (laughs) 
was a Dracula impression. That was not a um. It's like I said, if you want to do if you want to do a Mads Mikkelsen impression, you have to get a little bit more raspy, but like more soft spoken, like um. Like Will Graham. No, see, I, I can't even... It's it's too outside my can. I give up. Do we have one more question? Like, maybe uh, one more to wrap this oh up. Oh, gosh. Um, I will check one more time. I think... Like, a lot of it's just, like... If that if that was it, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no, this one's just for me. So, yeah, I think that's it. Like, this is just, like, about emo. I don't think you can answer it. Um... Uh-huh. But, like, it, it was, I wanted to say what the most emo band that I've argued is an emo before. It, it was Fall Out Boy, which is stupid as fuck. Um, <laughs> anyway. I mean, they're not anymore. But, like, this was, like, when I was 12 and I was, like, stop teasing me for being emo when I'm clearly emo. Um, mm-hmm. You know. You've got emo cred. I, I fucking better at this point. Um, do we, do I have to say anything at the end? We have a Patreon if you want to fund this trash fire. Um, patreon.com slash emojidrome, where for a dollar a month, you can vote in Patreon polls to help us pick an emoji that we do, which I just realized we should have, we should have done this week. Um, well, we, we should have done it this week, but I'm going to put one up next week and then do it the week after, since we already know what we're doing for episode yeah, 100. Yeah, fair. Um, and then... Yeah, for three dollars, we have a Death Note podcast that has been a little on hiatus just because I'm, uh, my living situation is a little weird right now, and I don't know when I'm gonna have time to edit it. So we're just waiting. Um, sorry, but yeah, um, I think that's it. I think that's about it, unless you have any, any last minute like hot Hannibal like Hannibal takes any sort of. Uh, like, I just uh, wanted to mention Paramore really quick because I feel like a real fucking faker for not mentioning my fucking one and only God Haley Williams. Um, hell yeah! I I was force femmed by Paramore. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay nasty. Stay nasty.